0: Welcome to another edition of the Streamcast. My name is Blackamora, and today we have a sad episode, but hopefully one that we can give you some good vibes as we remember one of the greatest creators of all time. I am here with one of my best friends. Please, everyone, give it up for Pasta Salt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's
0: going on, bro?
1: I'm good
0: man how are you doing good i'm all good thank you for asking yeah. i wanted to shout you out while you're on screen the uh, prince of pokemon uh, the pastor of pure salt he's out here he's laying hands yes. in foot in football in fighting games <laughs> in pokemon and other means he's out here cleansing the people and the ops yes. you, the you need bay. <laughs> Oh, that was a great meme. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know who you are, what you do, would you like to give them a quick minute, maybe, of what you do at Pastor Salt?
1: Okay, so, said I am the pastor. I am officially a pastor. I am a lord as well. So, lord pastor, whatever floats your boat. Um, yeah, we're we're about the the salty sides of gaming. We we like when and the game gets under your skin and, and makes you rage, in, but in a, in a wholesome, in a wholesome nature. Like we, we particularly love FIFA and Mario Kart. Anything that gets the friends together, insulting each other, again, again, in a wholesome, in a wholesome way. We we, we cover loads of games. We cover um, board games as well, and obviously Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yes,
0: board games, video games and card games. And on this episode, we are here to talk about the passing of Kazuki Takahashi, the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh. Now, I've never seen his face until, you know, the last week when he did unfortunately pass away, but Mm -hmm. I've always remember seeing his name on like the little Yu-Gi-Oh cards, whether they're the fake ones or the real ones. I just remember seeing his name and like copyright 96. So I was obviously a big fan. I really knew who he was. Do you remember your first ever Yu-Gi-Oh! memory?
1: Oh, my first memory is the first episode. The first yeah. episode where Kaiba, I'm pretty sure it's the first episode, where Kaiba rocks up and just kidnaps an old man. <laughs> like, it is the
0: first episode, it is.
1: <laughs> like, uh, imagine being like a, a 14, 15 year old, I can't remember their ages. like yeah i'm a fifteen year old kid i'm a i'm a rock up to a a well established game shop i just kidnap the owner hey, that, that, that's, you are a businessman you are you are a, an official businessman and this is how you do business
0: i'm not gonna lie it screams white privilege to me i'm just saying but,
1: <laughs> imagine imagine like we we want to go to i don't know like blizzard yeah we we, we demand to see the CEO of Blizzard. And he's like, who, who are these scrubs? Yeah, and we're like, you know what? Just burst through the door, and we just kidnap the CEO of Blizzard. And we're like, right, you work for us now. You're gonna do, you're gonna get us the reputation we need to make it. It's like, you can't, you can't just kidnap people.
0: <laughs> Man, I remember hating Kaiba from episode one because of the kidnapping, but even worse, and I don't know why, when he ripped up the blue eyes, that broke my heart. <laughs> I wanted to jump through the screen and punch the man off. I was like, how dare you rip up a card? <laughs> but the thing
1: is, like, it completely contradicted everything. He's like, I want this. And he's like, no. He's <clears throat> like, but I'm going to take it. There's nothing you can do about it. I have the card now. Like, the old man's already crippled on the floor. I don't understand how. I've never understood how him having a card game has broken his back. Never understood it. <laughs> like there's handles on on the machine as well so like it's not like he's, he's just that like freeboard like he's holding on to the handle like he has structural support and so, suddenly his back's broken and he's crippled it but, but yeah it's like you, you have the thing you wanted there's nothing anyone can do about it
0: and then you're like yeah we would strip it up why i mean of course it was great character development but i feel like if i'm kaiba i could just have that in my deck right and like, maybe combine all four of them, it, it didn't make sense to me. Because
1: the, the, the thing is, that especially in the early days of yu gi the rules were so flippy-floppy anyway. Like, obviously now it's a case of you're limited at three, but mm. maybe in the initial... You could have put the fourth one. So, Like, if anything, you may have even like paid a, a top artist to make a fifth one and stuck that <laughs> in the deck as well. <laughs> yeah.
0: And yu did cheat a lot in Duelist Kingdom. <laughs> especially... <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, the thing is it's not just him though It's like everyone cheated in their own ways And I love it <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not just like the, the standard Like I mean obviously he had the plot armour mm. But it's not just like the standard plot armour like, Everyone got a sprinkle like, A little, <laughs> little sprinkle of it
0: <laughs> I do love how that's bled into real life a little bit Like you need to call it out If you see someone cheating Otherwise mm. you know, the ref doesn't see it The ref can't call it I, mm-hmm. do, I do love how Yu Gi Oh can be very scummy in real life. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, that was so. I, me and Isaac, um, shout sh- shout out to Streamcast fellow. Uh, Streamcast. We, we we used to play um, some Yu Gi Oh locals quite quite a lot. Um, do you mind if I shout them out? Yeah, sure. Um, there, there's a there's a group in in Birmingham called the Brotherhood. Amazing people. they they're run by a family and. So, some of there's scum in there as well, not the family, but uh, the people that you will meet. They're, they're a, they're, listen, if you can't shower on a summer's day knowing that you're going into a room with 60 oh. other people and no windows, hey, listen, it ain't, it ain't the one, it's not the one because we I'm all sick. smell you, yeah, and you get worse throughout the day because that's hot. <laughs> no, I don't, approve. I don't approve of it. And then there's and then there's some dirty men as well. You have to take their shoes off when they're sat, sat down dueling as well. Oh, I want to feel comfortable. Uh, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: But outside of the handful of them, the, the people that are absolutely top class, amazing people. And when me and Isaac first started playing like properly, um, they 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 gave us some tips. They showed us how to how different decks work and everything. Like top top class people. Um, but yeah, one there's one guy in there. I'll never forget him absolute dick he talked so much that he convinced isaac that he was allowed to attack on his turn so isaac is in the middle of his main phase he's played a card down the other guy has uh, reacted to it and then this then drawn out his phase and has gone i'm going into battle phase and i'm attacking you and i'm like but isaac it's your turn
0: what? Like,
1: and then he the, the guy's defending himself so like, oh no i can attack he's like. I, I may have been out of the game for a couple of years, but I know how the game works. Oh, also, I'm an official Yu-Gi-Oh judge. I know how the game works. <laughs> <laughs> you can't attack on your opponent's turn.
0: That is one of the fundamental rules of Yu-Gi-Oh.
1: <laughs> and, and, and Isaac was so confused and so baffled because he just the man just kept talking. Yeah. He just kept running his mouth. And I'm, I'm like, said, he's cheating. And mm. he's like, I don't know if he's. And I'm like, he is
0: though yeah yeah
1: but the scumbaggery is
0: unbelievable that's very unfortunate like i don't feel you need to do that in a game such as Yu Yu anyway where it's really a fit well it's meant to be like a fair balance game akin to chess i don't see why you need to cheat so and be so brazen about it That's the one you need to be, you have to wait outside for in the car park, you know what I mean? Uh, listen, I, especially like, because uh, at locals and stuff as well,
1: if you do well, you actually win packs or boxes.
0: Oh. Nice. So it's like,
1: if you if you do badly, as is like, what it is, yeah. like, if, if you're getting the top seats and and you can get like 15, 20, even up to like 55 pounds worth of free merchandise.
0: You do pretty well for yourself. <laughs> God. Well, fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> I think what I will always remember about Yu-Gi-Oh is waking up early mornings on the Saturday to mm. just catch it on Nickelodeon because I was about that age where, you know, I could recognize the difference between American cartoons and anime So mm. you know, I was watching my Pokemon, I was watching my Dragon Ball Z and then I'd flick on the other channel and, and I'd see card capture Sakura and then afterwards I see Yu-Gi-Oh. So then I started to watch Card Captain Sakura because I knew yu gi would follow it. Mm. And every morning I just really loved the, the story. I just loved what what yu gi and I guess ATEM stood for. When I say Yugi, I actually mean Atem. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so everyone, everyone does. Yeah. Like, 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 spoiler alert for anyone, but Yugi has won like one match. And it was the biggest bullshit ever. It doesn't count. Okay?
0: Like no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we all I I, I know you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I would always love to see how attempt would overcome the odds. How he would beat people like Panic, beat Pegasus, beat Merrick. Mm-hmm. Um, even the the arcs that weren't really good, like the Grand Prix arc. I didn't like that one. Um, the Orikaucus arc. It <sighs> wasn't my favorite, but. <laughs> I I like
1: them to an extent that I like the archetypes that came from them. Sure. I, I love the dragon designs and that kind of stuff. But yeah, that, 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 also, that was a that was it for Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I like that it was more Yu-Gi-Oh! But like even when I'm a kid and watching it, I'm just not engaged with it. And mm. like I don't even care about the story too much. So yeah, now having gone watched it back, I'm like, yeah, those are those are not good arcs, those are most yeah. likely filler. Um, but yeah, I really loved uh, Duelist Kingdom, which I've gone back to watch because mm-hmm. for some reason the the, the the duel between Yugi and Pegasus it's always like escapes me because I think logically I'm like, Yugi shouldn't win this, <laughs> like from, from what I've seen, Yugi shouldn't win this, but so, you know, he always obviously he always in the heart wins. of
1: the cards, Andy, yeah,
0: yeah heart of the cards, it's, it's cheating like Band Keith, so it's slipping in another card into the deck. <laughs>
1: I just I just want to take off point for just a quick second, but if you've watched Yu-Gi-Oh! GX as well, um, actually looking at the deck profiles, the fact that they draw the same cards time and time again is proof that they stack their decks. They never shuffle their decks, and I feel like that's also applicable to Duelist Kingdom, because even though we see them shuffle, we see them shuffle in half decks.
0: Mm.
1: So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's a case of the deck isn't shuffled enough so it's a point of you recognise what cards are coming out next which is why he always knew what the hard card was
0: <laughs> oh my gosh you know what, that's a great point actually so like with Mai and Joey in their first mm-hmm. duel where like May, Mai, sorry, Mai sprayed each of her cards with yes. a different scent I I felt like that's what Yugi was doing maybe he was bending <laughs> a card a little bit <laughs> alright, it's a slifer <laughs> He always knew when to drop the speech. He always mm-hmm. knew when to look at flipping Tristan and Teya. I mean, I will always say, you know, Yugi's one of my favorite protagonists just because he was different for me as a shonen mm-hmm. protagonist. He wasn't taking after the archetype of Goku, you yeah. which we've seen in Naruto and Luffy and Gon to a lesser extent. He was a smart main character. He was a quiet main character. He wasn't a confident main character. He wasn't a physically imposing guy. So he had mm-hmm. to literally be a smart guy to work his way around the uh story and the villains mm. so you did mention gx earlier of course i've watched gx i can't remember if i watched every episode because at a certain point i was like what is going on here
1: yeah
0: <laughs> um, i've watched 5ds as well i've watched a few episodes of zexor how much of each i guess part of Oh have you watched have you watched them all so i i fully watched
1: original Yu-Gi-Oh! every single season. Um
0: mm. GX,
1: I got to I think it's like the last arc where it just I I wasn't into it. Um yeah. it was where they made Jaden Evil. Yeah. Yeah, I I like I didn't I didn't feel that. Um
0: was that because they made Jaden Evil or was it more so you felt like they just took shortcuts to make that happen. That was just a plot point
1: it was definitely a plot point in my opinion um and it was just like the the way they wrote like very all as well it was like it seemed very forced
0: mm.
1: at least to memory it's, it's been a, a long time since i have watched it but like um but yeah and then it was like how he was treating his, his his friends and everything. It's like cool i get you're you're a bad guy now but like even um like in beyblade when kai turned evil and had uh, black drums like it's like he still showed an, an income of respect. He's like, mm. and, but Jada's like, no, I'm trying <laughs> to kill you now. And that's the end of that. <laughs> this happy-go-lucky guy who like is the only person who's ever nice to the old uh, cafeteria lady. Like, <laughs> he, he stops mid to have a snack and is like, you, you changed too much.
0: Yeah, that's a very good point. I think the change is, illogical and so opposite so different hmm. that there's no consistency within the character yeah. which is for me although I didn't like the Orykalkos arc I very much love the part where Yugi played the Orykalkos card against Raphael because um, his motive.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey that's you know what top 10 duels of the whole series I've watched the dub and the subversion because <laughs> Amazing scenes. <laughs> I've wanted to see someone do that to him for a long time. Um, but with the Yugi versus Raphael duel, you can see the consistencies of his character. He would do anything to protect his friends. His other me was in danger, um, so he thought. But it was just paranoia. This guy, Adem, doesn't lose. He's not used to it. And I'm glad that they finally made this part of him that was just... <laughs> Um, what do you call it? Standard shown in writing. You know, good guy wins. They finally made that into a major plot point later on into the duel because he's like, I'm the good guy. I'm meant to win. And his desperation pushed him over the edge. That, for me, was a very natural transition or a switch of alignment. And then he does come back because he then sees the error of his ways. But that moment there, I felt was good because you could see the consistencies in the character of Yugi, who is admittedly a much darker version of yugi
1: <laughs> sorry um yeah so uh, i was say to, to go back to gx just like to to round that point off um they they never actually finished the end of gx as well like the the final like battles it it never got finished so it's like you you you've done a complete 180 on this character and you don't really know if he's ended in that manner or like if he's gonna have his redemption or whatever like yeah it it said it was a lot more fluid with um attempt than with Jaden, and yeah it just i it didn't sit well with me
0: yeah i hear that i heard there was some dubbing issues with late gx i can't remember if it was the penultimate or the final season as you said Mm. that they either didn't get the rights to or they just didn't want to dub or i know something was going on with four kids around the time because yeah essentially everyone hated what they were doing with anime so not all of gx got dubbed i think so that might be why mm. it just, it did seem rushed and incomplete while four kids did a lot of things wrong i will say and this could extend to other companies as companies as well i think when it comes to the dubbed anime openings four kids did an amazing job you look at pokemon you look at Yu-Gi-Oh. you look at one piece as bad as the actual content of one piece the episodes were terrible that one piece rap banging
1: amazing amazing stuff
0: so really quickly mm-hmm. which is your favorite Yu-Gi-Oh series is it classic Yu-Gi-Oh? is it a gx is it even season zero
1: so that that's really hard um like, as, as far as, like, nostalgia goes, I want to say original Yu-Gi-Oh!, but as far as, like, content and, like, side characters and just, like, fleshing out things, before, I kind of want to say um, Arc-V. Oh, okay. So, again, banging opening. Um I hated what they introduced with it with the pendulum summoning because the man literally just cheated. He he started swinging his necklace around and he's like, I've made up new rules and you have to play by them. (laughs) Um, But as far as like the depth of some of the characters, like uh, Kong Strong and oh crap, I've immediately forgotten his name. Uh, There's a little like blue head kid. Um, But and there's a few other side characters and everything. Like They have amazing backstories and character arcs and everything, and it's like it gives you more. It gives you more, and it gives you wanting more after as well.
0: That's a very solid pick, and I like that it was very left-field from what I was expecting you to say. <laughs> um... Yeah, I'm going to be basic and say original Yu-Gi-Oh is my favorite series. I think just because of the yeah. the nostalgia, the art style, it was the first time that I saw anime draw, drawn that well mm. and I don't know how to phrase this, but it just seemed that the mangaka or whoever it was that were animating, doing the art cared about the series looking good. They were very particular mm about you know yugi's hair colors very particular about kaiba's jackets everything seemed like almost like a fashion show for anime you know yeah. everyone looks good um and then obviously going past the visuals i i do like the whole story of ancient egypt and that we've got these old artifacts in this you know mystical land far away people have um, special powers, the seven Millennium Items, which I was able to relate to the Seven Dragon Balls. Anything mm. that I could compare to Dragon Ball was, you know, good for me. Um, I always loved watching the Thames duels, and a lot of the major villains. I was a big fan of, like Pegasus. You know, I w- I was so invested in seeing him lose that mm. I loved his duel against Kaiba. I loved his duel, even you know, even through the VCR and episode two or three. Um, Marek, I thought he was a very complex villain.
1: Um,
0: mm. especially while re uh, especially going back to rewatch, I think Marek is a very complex human being. Loved yeah. his arc. Um, sorry, were you gonna add on to that?
1: Well, I was gonna say that, um, like considering his backstory and everything as well, like they they've really put in like to explain why, and I appreciated that so much more because it's not like, oh, yeah, he's the bad guy, let's hate the bad guy. It's like, no, no, there is a reason.
0: Yeah. yeah yeah and whether that makes you support him more or whether you just understand where he's coming from or mm. hate him even more because he has a backstory because there's a source of the hate it makes him seem more human yeah especially if you check out the japanese version of the manga yeah <laughs> it's a good thing that Merrick is playing card games and not murdering people <laughs> because they tortured that young man um
1: yeah uh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Even Bakura, his backstory, And how it like just loops around and I was just always in the peripheral. Like you see him and you're like, okay, he's evil, but like he's just a mischievous guy. He's not like mm. he's not the big bad and then final season all of a sudden. So I loved Yu-Gi-Oh! for the journey that the series took me on. Loved it, loved watching it. I I was a big fan of GX. Um to be honest, it was just too happy for me. Um, <laughs> where is the shadow realm where are the tears <laughs> that, that was in the final arc <laughs> that's where that was <laughs> <laughs> maybe wait for that shit <laughs> um but i will give a special shout out to season zero because i think that's what if i watch season zero first that would be my answer because mm. i think they had their immature way of looking at things it wasn't just card games which you know of course that's what the enemy is selling. But there was more to it it was more about the the mental fortitude about um yugi who i still believe was cheating <laughs> back in that season but just how his his unique way of dealing with um adversaries mm. and just how he coped with problems really liked that um i guess that story and i wish that went longer i wish it did and i wish it i wish it got a dub by like uh you know maybe an 18 plus Funimation or a modern day Funimation, t- for example yeah it but could th- yeah um but yeah i thought he told a very good story so let's get into the game because uh kazuki takahashi of course a big gaming fan um he was a fan of uh, i think it's shogi um a lot of other card games not card games board games uh mahjong he was a fan of rpgs as well of course you talked about how you go to local competitions and play Yu-Gi-Oh. so i assume you're a big fan of the card game mm-hmm. um for me, growing up, it was a uh, Pokemon cards. I think Digimon cards made a brief appearance, but they didn't last long. No. I know I had a stint with Dragon Ball Z cards. Yu-Gi-Oh was like the main thing that teachers knew, and <laughs> they'd call Dragon Ball Z cards Yu-Gi-Oh cards. they call uh, Pokemon cards Yu-Gi-Oh cards at some point. Um, and then Beyblades came for a hot minute as well. What was your first memory with the physical Yu-Gi-Oh card game, and what was your experience playing the game? You know, in school, etc.
1: Um, so, when I was, well, when Yu-Gi-Oh first came out, um, my my parents didn't have that much money, so I I had the I got the yu gi deck, so I had one copy of the yu gi Um deck, and whenever like birthday or Christmas would come around, I'd get like some like, pocket money here and there. I'd save up uh, between like, Pokemon cards and Yu-Gi-Oh cards for myself. Um and the my my biggest moment is um I, I got a single pack because I only afford one pack and I opened it and I got the a shiny sort of revealing light
0: <laughs> come on
1: and um, and I was like, yes, this is immediately going into my deck. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so like me and my cousins and that would uh, would play quite frequently. Um, and then when it, it, like every now and again, like I said, for Christmas or birthdays, like if my parents had the money, they'd get me like another deck here or there, whatever. Um, but it wasn't until I was into my, oh my lord, I was in my teenagers. Uh, I was in college, where I started actually playing properly and everything. And. My my favorite god cards always been Cypher Sky Dragon.
0: That's my favorite too. Yep, Men of Culture.
1: Yes, <laughs> um, and I got a, a box. Um, oh my god, what's I think, I think it's like Battle of Gods or something. I can't remember what the box is called, but it was the box of uh, it had one of the first boxes that had god cards in it. Okay. Um, outside of like the the what you call it like promotion pack stuff and i packed myself a cypher sky
0: dragon nice yes yeah so that, that,
1: <laughs> that those are like my big moments
0: <laughs> uh, <fair. laughs> um yeah definitely slifer is my favorite out of the big three gods um partly because it was yu and partly because it was red so mm. that's me I remember being 10 and wanting so badly a Yugi deck, because that's, that was just what I wanted. I wanted to be like Yugi, I wanted to, you know, use Reborn the monster and play with dark magicians and black magic, uh, black magicians of chaos and stuff. Mm. Um, So the first time I I got a Yugi deck, I felt like king of the world. I think my brother got a Kaiba deck and we just played each other constantly.
1: I, I hate the Kyber Deck so much because, like, they just like blue eyes every time. Blue eyes. It's like, yeah, but like, I have to add like six things onto my Dark Magician just to make it viable. It's like, it's not fair. <laughs> it's like Yugi beats him all the time. Why can't I do it?
0: But he always has to use tricks, he always has to use a uh, magical hat or the spellbinding yeah. circle. So the Dark Magician can't straight up beat the blue eyes. And I think that is almost like a metaphor to show how the main character just needs to be better than the traditionally more talented rival. So I do like that, but in real life, you just, you just can't call in the heart of the cards, right? You just can't call the dark magician when you have no monsters on the field and 1,000 life points left, right? Heart of the cards just doesn't work like that. <laughs> uh, I, I also remember when starting secondary school, I think from year seven to year nine, Yugi, Yu-Gi-Oh cards were so popular. They were the drugs at the time. Like, if teachers saw them, you lost them. So, Mm -hmm. um, we had to like sneak around. We'd hide in like rooms and play Yu Gi Oh cards. Uh, We'd play Yu Gi Oh. And uh, I remember once this guy bought a dual disc and went into school. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. And uh, he was a legend because. He was cosplaying as an actual Yu-Gi-Oh! character. And when I say cosplaying, I mean, like, he would react as if he was from the anime. So he would properly shout, attack his life voice directly. And <laughs> when he lost a monster, he'd, like, go to his knees and go, no, in front of everyone. He had no shame, and I respect him for that.
1: <laughs> yes. uh, you have to. You have to get into it. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the... Um... I think it might be a vine. Uh there's they're recording some guys at locals and like it's not even the main match that they're recording, it's the guys next to their match that um, it is. And you could you can hear him doing the maths and he's like, okay, so that's two thousand plus three thousand that's that's five thousand eight hundred points. I've only got five thousand seven hundred points. <gasps> no! Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and he's like throws himself back and it's like, yes.
0: That's it. That's it. We just need people to commit. Send yourself to the Shadow Realm, boys. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's always funny how trends change and what the kids will play with. Um, I know Pokemon cards dominated for a long time. Mm. Beyblade was very popular as well. Um, I was a big fan of Beyblade as well. And hopefully yes. we can get to a Beyblade pod one of these days.
1: I'm, I'm down for it. Yes I I, I recently bought a pack of 12 Beyblades I'm down for it
0: (laughs) Of course the legacy Of Yu-Gi-Oh is going to be its card game Mm -hmm. I think One of the Most successful transitions from Show to actual product that makes Money I think you're going to know A lot better than me just how much money Yu-Gi-Oh Can cost you how much money Yu-Gi-Oh can Generate (laughs)
1: Yeah Yeah, I can (laughs)
0: You don't have to say this if you don't want to, but are you willing to say how much you think you spent on Yu-Gi-Oh in your lifetime?
1: Okay, how much I think I've spent? Yeah. Oh.
0: It can be a very rough estimate.
1: Okay, so. I'm going to say, I'm going to say in my lifetime, about 15,000 pounds.
0: know what that's not that bad (laughs) like
1: i I, i'm a 29 year old man who's been collecting them since i was like eight or nine or something around around that time so it's not terrible
0: (laughs) it's not terrible it's a lot but it's not terrible yeah (laughs) well i've also seen your collection so it makes sense i do feel like you've got your money's worth yeah like
1: like, my, my my collection feels a i think it's a Twenty-gallon box, and and it doesn't even all fit in there. So it's like, <laughs> if if you give me if you give me a second, I can actually see the size of the box and, and give you precise figures. <laughs> just just for realization of it, I got Let's go for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm not sure about the gallons to to liter ratio, but it's an eighty-liter box.
0: Eighty liter.
1: Um. Yeah, let's just do a do, do a quick math check on that one uh seventeen point five yeah close yeah enough.
0: you're not <laughs> far
1: off
0: <laughs> that's insane also very impressive like I don't know if you're ever gonna go competitive again, but I mean it seems like you've got the arm power
1: i mean I'd love to like my my biggest problem with it is I like playing like to anime scenes. Like all of my decks are like are like the big anime cards. I love the Toon cards, I love Exodia and all that kind of stuff. I, I live for those big anime moments. It's like, it's my turn and I draw. <gasps> I've got Exodia! It's like yeah. Like that that for me is it. Whereas everyone now it's like, okay, I'm gonna stop you playing Yu-Gi-Oh!.
0: <laughs> yeah. Essentially. I'm just gonna yeah. win, shut you out in the most boring way possible. Mm-hmm. But I guess I get it. They're, they're trying to win. But I would appreciate a more balanced, entertaining affair, you know? Yeah. So on that note, when it comes to, like, the real-life game, what is, off the top of your head, your favourite part about going to locals or going to competitions? And what is your least favourite thing? And a third question, how would you improve the game? How would you improve the, the scene?
1: Okay, so my favorite thing about it is is the tension and the high end moments. Like if regardless of if you have a good deck or a bad deck, um it can sometimes be down to the luck of the cards or the heart of the cards, should I say. <laughs> and it, it makes it makes those memorable moments. Um like there's there's one point that was always gonna stick out for me. I was um It was the time that the Blue Eyes Alternative Dragon had just been printed. Um, The guy had just made uh, what seemed at the time to be an unstoppable Blue Eyes deck. He was able to flood the board on repeat with just Mm. 3000 plus monsters. Um, And not only did I beat him with my crappy little deck, I made him walk away from the table out of frustration. (laughs) So he filled the board with two Blue Eyes Ultimates, uh, a Blue Eyes Alternative, um, Blue Eyes Twin Burst Dragon, I think, yeah, um, and another. I can't remember the other one. I think it's like a, a, a azor, azor Eyes or something. Um, got all five of them out. Dark Hole, the God. <laughs> yeah, his turn swung round again. I said this de- at the time. This deck was broken as fuck. Um, he's flooded the board again with roughly the same board. Rageki. Gone. <laughs> yeah. Now, obviously, he's used a lot of resources at this point. I've used two cards. Yeah, I've, I'm I'm slowly like building up my board a little bit. Like, um, I played uh junk Synchron monsters, and so I'm building up a little bit, a little bit. Wiped him out twice. Third turn comes around. He he floods the board again, and he has me on the ropes. I think I'm down to like one thousand five hundred life points, somewhere around that. Um, and he's like all that like, bragging. He's like, yeah, this is this is it. Um, I've managed to get my Junk Synchron out, pull back on the card, and then with one card I had left on the field, um, I managed to get out Black Rose Dragon. I don't know if you know the card or not, but what it does is it has the option to blow itself up and the rest of the field. Oh, God. <laughs> so for three turns in a row, I've just wiped the man's field out. <laughs> <laughs> and that... And that right there is what I live for. <laughs> it's going to locals. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you can beat me, and you can have the fun, but making me not have fun. But I will enjoy my little moments. Um, but yeah, then the, then it comes to the non-fun bit. It's people like that, um, and it's just a smell. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. The smell is awful. I I don't know what it is about maybe it's a generational thing like maybe it's it's just a like a Yu-Gi-Oh! player thing I'm feeling it might be just a Yu-Gi-Oh! player thing because like most of my friends shower like (laughs) I I don't don't know what it is but
0: part of me thinks it's a war tactic
1: it might be it could be a a war tactic (laughs) Yeah, it's like you're just distracted by the the several odors coming in your direction
0: (laughs) so what, what was the third one again? So uh, if you had unlimited power, how would you change the Yu-Gi-Oh! game? How would I change it? Um,
1: Oh, that's that's a really tough question. I feel like I would probably take... I would remove Pendulum and Link Summoning. Pendulum makes the game too quick. Link Summoning makes the game too slow, which is why they then reverted back to... Even though they've included both of them, they've now allowed them to work in tangent and then they've then limited your magic and spell card traps by two spaces. Because originally when Pendulum Zone happened, they had their own separate zones. So you could still have five back row and then Pendulums. Right. Um, and yeah, I feel like both of those um, mechanisms changed the game for the worse. Uh, like obviously, I, I'm not opposed to using them. Like, I will, if I'm like competing locally or whatever, because you have to, yeah. but it's a case of you have to do it. And yeah, I I, I don't I don't like them. So I, I'd, remo- I'd remove those if I had the opportunity
0: to. That's fair. And I wholeheartedly agree with you because I hate both of those. When I found out what Pendulum and Link Summoning were, I was like,
1: I think I'm out. I think I'm done. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like it, yeah, like sorry, go on, go on. No, I'm I'm
1: just I'm just I'm just in my own head. I'm just like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like obviously, Yu-Gi-Oh is a complex game, and mm-hmm. there are levels to this. But I do think, in essence, it's a very simple game. It's straightforward. You have your mm-hmm. phases. There's an order to things, and you have types of cards. You have stars. You have types. You have, you know. I I think Yu-Gi-Oh is one of The most straightforward games I've ever played and that's a good thing but stuff like link summoning and pendulum summoning I think it's taken away what made Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! for me Mm. and as you said it it takes away the natural flow of a game for me and and as you said a game becomes too fast or a game becomes too slow and like the abridged series says like a good duel just takes a very long time and it should be like that yeah that's how it should be um really quickly, I did want to get your thoughts on if someone was watching this and was like, rah, I kind of want to get back into Yu-Gi-Oh!, you know. This this man, this pastor, this Lord Pastor, Rashford vibes, yeah? He's <laughs> got to be back into the game. Look, I've got that itch. I want to get back into the game. Or someone who's never played the game before who wants to get into it for the first time, what advice would you give them to get into Yu-Gi-Oh and have fun with it?
1: Okay, so. There is a game which is free on basically every platform known to man um, called Master uh, Just playing the game for like an hour or so gives you enough free in-game currency to make two to three solid decks depending on what packs you open. Um, you can, like depending on the cards that you get, you can kind of like Steamline to get certain decks um, to, to make sure you, you have the ones that you want. Personally, I would say test that out uh, if you're looking to get into like back into it and everything because it will have all the new mechanics it all it won't let you do illegal moves as well um, that's that's the very important bit um, but also like if you are looking to get back into the game or whatever um, best advice possible look at structured decks get three copies of the structure deck and build one deck from those three decks. Because more often than not, there'll be one broken card in there that you will want three of. Um, There was a deck that came out recently. I think it was called, I know it's called Albaz. I can't remember the first, the other bit of it. Um, I think it might be like Blast of Albaz or something along those lines. But the cards that were in that worked so well together, if you got three copies, that you could, in one week without playing the game, if you got the cards, you could literally get top three in locals. Wow. A, a, a Yugi a, a Yugi tuber that I watched did it. He literally got three decks. He didn't he didn't get any extra cards, nothing. He literally bought so it's like £22, because there's normally seven pounds a deck. Um, twenty-two pound on the table, put the decks together, got top three in locals. Dang. So between buying structure decks and player mastodors, that would be how I'd suggest getting back into the game or into it for the very first time.
0: Excellent. Nice and succinct. I want to see if we could either rank or just say outright what your favourite Yu-Gi-Oh! protagonist is. Wow, Freudian slip there. Um, Because you've had so many. You've got Yu-Gi-Oh! You've got (laughs) J.D.
1: Who who is your (laughs) favourite protagonist and why is it (laughs) um. Yu-Gi-Oh!
0: Um, but, I mean, there are different strokes of different folks. I was a very big fan of Jaden's happy good lucky nature and mm-hmm. his, you know, cyber red costume. Yes. So there's obviously Jaden Yuki, there's Yusei Fudo, who I really liked his look. Yeah. You have Yuma, you have Yuya. I'm pretty sure there's other Yus <laughs> in there that I'm not familiar with. <laughs> but, um, would, I mean, answer the question however you want, whether you want to just um, outright say your favourite or, or I'm going to give him a ranking.
1: I feel like it's always going to be Yuki. Yuki's always going to yeah. be number one, regardless um as, mu- as much as i do love uh like you say and jaden y- it has to be yugi okay. uh, like <laughs> he started it he ended it <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I, f- I i uh is it is Yar is uh Zex, right
0: i think i'll just look this up really quickly Yu-Yar is arc v or arc five
1: okay, okay. Okay, so he's second bottom. Um, I, <laughs> as, as much as as much as I love, like, I I really genuinely love Ark o- 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 e, Um but he's he's just jarring as fuck. He, he just is. Um, he looks the, like one of know, those it's, hyperactive it's the, kids. <laughs> it's, it's it's the one before that. It's the the uh, the one that y- we introduced you, Um Yeah, uh, I didn't like him. He just seemed like a whiny bitch. I won't <laughs> lie to you, <laughs> like. I, I think I only ever watched about ten or fifteen episodes of that of that series, and I I was just done with it. Between him and the, is it Astra or Astral? Yeah. The, the ghosty guy. Yeah. yeah just, it just I just didn't I just didn't gel with it.
0: Um, yeah, is it Astral? Yeah. I I I just felt that that was, hey, you remember the original Yu Gi Oh? Well, yeah. here's it, but a little bit of GX sprinkle, and it just didn't feel like its own thing. Yeah, I I tried, I really tried because it was Yu Gi Oh, but I just couldn't get into it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then I think Jaden's probably second. Yeah, Jaden's probably second, and then you say third. So it's literally in in uh, anime order.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they get worse each time. <laughs>
1: oh God! Explains <laughs> why I've not watched new season.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I. I think I agree with that. I might switch Jaden and Yusei, hmm. but I will probably, if I'm going to you know, put my foot down and this is the hill from bottom to top, I'm probably going Yuya at the bottom because I didn't even watch Arc 5. I heard it was a thing, but after Zexo, I was like, nah, I think I'm good. I'm getting out of the game, lads. Yuma is right above him because I could tell the game had changed from watching the couple of episodes that I did. Mm. Wasn't a fan. Um, as I said before, the dynamic just seemed like it was a Tesco value Yugi atem kind of situation. Mm. Wasn't a fan of that. I'll probably say you say third just because I, I watched more GX than 5Ds and yeah. I really did enjoy GX. So then Jaden goes second because his personality was very different to Yugi. He was very competent and that was clear from day mm. one. But I do like that the story took a different turn. Like the um the last airbender, a- uh Aang versus Korra. It's the yeah. same world, but of course it's a different time, it's a different situation landscape. So they should follow different paths and their personalities should be different. Jaden second, of course, Yugi first, because he's the OG. I think for me, he's like the personality that I resonate the most with. And he's got the coolest design.
1: Also, they we're both saying Yugi. We mean a Tem. Like, if, if anything, yeah. y- Yugi's at that, he's sixth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, oh! Yeah. I, I think Yugi is chilling with Yuma my Yuya, yeah. yeah. <laughs> any three, any order, those three at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do mean a Tem. I think there was just a lot to like about him. Dan Green mm. did an exceptional job voice acting him. Mm. It just seemed, he just commanded the room, his presence. Um... The fact that he was more or less a genius at the game, he could just win from any position. They took away his Exodia cards, still managed to win. You know, uh-huh. they tried to handicap this man so many ways, and he always, almost always,
1: kicked. There's the one time though when Kaiba yeah. threatened to jump off the top of the castle. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like that, that's what it takes <laughs> to beat the man. It's like, all right, I, I, I'm, I'm now, I'm now leaning on your kind It's
0: like, if you don't let me win. <laughs>
1: You're you know what?
0: Your conscience. You know what's mad? Attem was gonna go through with it.
1: He was. He was. <laughs> was like, no.
0: Yeah. Hey, Atem knows. For the love of the game. <laughs> I don't need friends. I just need the streets. To... <laughs> no, that's why he's the best. That's why he's the goat.
1: He, he's the epitome I mean, of fuck you and your feelings.
0: <laughs> he knows what it takes to win. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um yeah, I think that yeah, he, he just knew how to win all of the situations. I'm sure he lost a, a duel. I know he lost to Yugi at the end, spoilers. I feel like he lost uh, uh, Raphael. Yeah, um, so,
1: so he he technically lost to to Pegasus and the videotape. Yes. Uh he loses to Kyber on the castle.
0: Yugi's fault, but yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um and then I'm pretty sure he doesn't lose again until the Raphael. Yeah. Yeah. So he's had three losses in his entire career, which isn't bad. That's impressive. That's
0: a very good streak. Yeah. (laughs) That's wise to go. Um, (laughs) I want to ask you about, I mean, and you've already kind of answered this earlier, any standout cards that you've held, that you've played with, that you've seen even in the anime or in a game, um, what have been some of your favorite cards to play with
1: so uh, because of 5D's one of my favorite decks to play is the junk Synchron deck um, okay. having like having the little orange guy with his scarf in the wind <laughs> <laughs> like be- being able to turn into all of these absolutely top end monsters like from junk syncron uh, yeah, Junction Cron to um, Junk Destroyer Berserker. There's so many awesome like, transformations for him. Um, but my my all-time favorite deck is my Toon deck. Nice. I love the Toon cards with a burning passion. <laughs> like they they're not the most expensive card I own, but they are the most they're the most I've spent money on. Um, with the cool. most recent, well, one of the most recent like tomb sets that came out, um, they, they made a tomb, Blackluster Soldier.
0: Mm.
1: And I'm not proud to say that I spent close to 30 pounds on one piece of cardboard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's that bad. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I... <laughs> I thought you were gonna have I th- the number you were gonna say, I thought going to have commas in it.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> like, to be fair w- without like the outstanding cards most Yu-Gi-Oh cards cost like pennies to pounds like sure. mo- for-, for the most part you will pick up a card for between nine pence and like 79 pence like the majority of Yu-Gi-Oh cards you can get for those prices it's the odd ones here and there that will be like between the pound mark and up to 15 and then it's the exceptional cards that will be beyond that um and yeah, th- those prices can hit comma marks. Uh, yeah, there's there's one one of the hero cards um, that's going for like nearly eight grand. Oh God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like abs- absolute joke. <laughs> eight thousand <000 laughs> yeah. pound for one piece of cardboard when when like twenty other copies of that same piece of cardboard exist. <laughs>
0: I guess it's a seller's market, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, my, my my toon cards, the the toon Dark Magician, Black Cluster Soldier, toon Red Eyes. Yeah. That's...
0: There were a lot of toon monsters. <laughs>
1: there, there are. There are a lot of toon monsters, and they are amazing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um there is an extensive history of Yu-Gi-Oh games, video games. Yes. So they've been very successful in that avenue as well. One of the most successful franchises, I'd say. What have been some of your most, you know, what have been some of your favorite Yu-Gi-Oh games? There's been so many, so.
1: There have been. Um, so I'm gonna get out there and I know it's gonna get hate. I never liked the, the world series games. They were too hard. <laughs> every, every time, every time it'd be a case of Cyberstein 5k life points before I on the dragon. Like, give okay. me a yeah. chance. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm out here turn one with Beaver Warrior. You're out here turn one with four, four five hundred beat. i like, <laughs> leave me alone. Um, yeah. But I, I absolutely loved um, Forbidden Memories.
0: Bang banging Bang in game.
1: Absolute bang in game. Um twi- twin edited uh, Thunder Dragon. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. S- stick all of the equipped spells on that thing. <laughs> oh. um, f- uh, forbidden memories, I loved the Duelist of the Roses because it did something very different with the game. Um it it was kind of like the the, the dual ma- uh dual master whatever. The, when, um, Teo, uh, when Teo became a penguin <laughs> uh, <laughs> or Captain a penguin became Teo. yeah it, it was that so like they, they had like their deck master um, oh
0: yes that thing yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah, um, yeah so that, that it was that style of game like you had an open like 10 by 10 board you had your deck master and then you'd play cards off of that and like you'd move them around the board like a kind of chess kind of thing um, trying to chase after your opponent's one to deal damage to them I really like that and yeah what they did with that um and there is one other game um i've lost his name i forgot
0: the name andy what, what, <laughs> since, what system was it on
1: um i can't remember either it's just <laughs> gone it's just, no there it is um it was one of my favorite games and it was one of the first ones i actually bought myself um, It was on the Game Boy Advance. It was called Sacred Cards.
0: That sounds familiar.
1: Um, Part of the reason I loved it, when you bought the game, it came with a copy of Graceful Dice, Skull Dice, and Exchange.
0: (laughs) Nice. I
1: was very happy with that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you watch the anime, Joey has basically won so many duels with that combo of graceful and skull dice yes and i even love how i think it was esperoba how he got confused because he was cheating in the game too and he thought that joey had multiple graceful dices graceful dice and joey had a skull dice instead of a graceful dice but it, it alluded to the real life rule of you can't have duplicates of certain cards in your deck which i always find fascinating because the the, the anime should make you want to play the game, and the game should make you want to watch the anime. Mm. So, yeah, little stuff like that. Really appreciate. um I really love it. Sorry, did you want to say something?
1: No, no. I'm, I'm just I'm just smiling. <laughs> <all these songs. laughs>
0: I really love the Shouts of Forbidden Memories and duelist of the Roses. I think that's the, the latter, especially, is one that doesn't get a, a lot of love. I think just because it was different. Mm. People say they want different until they get different, but I think because it was like the roses and it symbolized what it did. Mm-hmm. I just loved it. I don't remember playing the game too off, too, mo- too much, but that game was still a lot of fun for me, especially the cover. Loved playing that game. Forbidden Memories is probably the one game that I played the most. Mm-hmm. And I'd love it if they made the remake. But
1: uh... <laughs> Listen... Listen, yeah, I I will sell a kidney to make sure I have the funds (laughs) to buy that game. Like, it's like, I don't care how broke I am, how well, like, I I will do what I need to do. If they make a remake of that game, (laughs) I'm first in line. (laughs) It's literally like, "Fry, take my money, please.
0: Love that. So one of the things that I really liked from Pass the Soul when it came to you know, just your general content was the daily Yu-Gi-Oh card posts on Instagram. So would you like to talk a little bit about what the inspiration behind that was, um, whether you'd kick off that series again, because I thought it was really cool how, you know, each day there was something new and you definitely have the cards to make that last. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, so
1: my, my life took a bit of a change and I wasn't able to make the content I wanted to, so as a kind of a filler in the time. I so a uh, parcel sort originally was inspired by Yu Gi Oh! I said, um, me and Isaac used to play at locals all the time, and the word sort would get thrown around a lot, uh, especially with people being the way that they were. Um, right, and I said, I, I have a burning passion for Yu Gi Oh! and I, j- apparently I just don't like having money. Um, <laughs> 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 um <laughs> so it, it was a case of, uh, uh the uh, the initial idea behind us was opening Yu-Gi-Oh packs, playing some duels, and on our, our on our YouTube channel, there is actually some like pack openings and a couple matches on there. Um, not the best quality, but we, we can work on that in the future. Um <laughs> uh but yeah, it was a case of it was something that I could do quite easily. Um the reason it stopped again is because my health went a bit further down again, but Hopefully I'm going back to it and yeah, I'd I'd love to do that and um it said I've I've got the quality the, the quantity for it, sorry. Um but yeah, it was just kind of like there's there's so many different archetypes uh within Yu Gi Oh that don't get valued or like get underappreciated or like just completely bypassed because it's like, oh, this card is worth three pence and it doesn't do all the cool things and the breaking things that the the other card does, but like a lot of people don't know that they have an entire archetype based around uh, uh, Nordic religion. Right, yeah. Like, they, they have Odin, Loki, and Thor as a Yu-Gi-Oh card. I, that, that's so cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. But yeah, it's, it's like small, small things like that. It that was like, yeah, like not only do I already have the cards, but it's like I can show people what kind of cards that they're missing out on as well so
0: beautiful so as we wrap up thank you so much pastor for coming on the pod gracing us with your presence thank and you. just giving us all it the knowledge true. of Yu-Gi-Oh. where can the people follow you find out more about you
1: uh so on twitch it is pastor sort four nine one i'm pretty sure on Instagram and Twitter is also uh, 491. I can't remember my YouTube channel, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember it.
0: <laughs> YouTube channel is past the start, I'm pretty sure.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, God. I can't remember, Jeff. What's, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know, Jeff. I don't know. <laughs> um, Okay. Oh, so, okay, so literally all platforms pass the sort of four nine one uh, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice and easy to remember. Yes. We'll put all the links somewhere on the screen that will be in the description if you're listening to this. And we would like to take this moment to say, rest in peace to Kazuki Takahashi once again. As you have just heard, we've been talking for about an hour upon this thing that you created, the great art styles, you know, those funky drawings, that all the monsters. You truly created a legacy which will outlive all of us. Thank you so much for your work. You are the true king of games. Rest in peace, Kazuki Takahashi.
1: Yeah, forever missed but never forgotten. He, he has changed like three or four generations' lives over, and uh, you can't be thankful, like, you can't be more thankful, should I say? Yeah, yes, yeah, I yeah. yeah. R- rest f- in peace. And...
0: Yeah, by far one of the most influential franchises, anime products in our lifetimes. So, yeah. He, your legacy will live on. So will the legacy of Yu-Gi-Oh.
1: Mm.
0: Now, to awkwardly transition into promoting Streamcast, <laughs> make sure you follow, not the king of games, but gamers all the same. Streamcast underscore on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Subscribe to our YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up. Drop a comment. Let us know who your favorite Yu-Gi-Oh! protagonist was, what your favorite part of Yu-Gi-Oh! is. Do you have any favorite cards? And do you go play it in real life? Let us know. How good a Yu-Gi-Oh! player are you? You can also follow us on Twitch, <laughs> Streamcast TV, and our website, thestreamcast.co.uk, where you can catch our gaming blogs and be the first to know about upcoming events. There may be one coming very, very soon. Keep your eyes peeled for that. And of course, you can listen to our podcast wherever you like, whether it's Spotify, Apple, or another platform of your choosing. Just search Streamcast and follow and or subscribe. But that will be all from me, Blackamora. Just before you end up,
1: just before you end up, I just want to say as a uh, as a pastor and a lord and a Yu-Gi-Oh judge, if you listening or watching right now don't go and follow Streamcast what are you even doing with your lives? (laughs) Like, you've been here for an hour and you haven't followed? Like, (laughs) get it together. Come on.
0: (laughs) I appreciate that, bro, so much. (laughs) You heard the man. Don't get sent to the Shadow Realm. Make sure you join the wholesome community of Pastor Soul and Streamcast. Keep it locked. Please take care of yourselves and your loved ones. And we will see you on the next Streamcast.